Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. This is a special episode as I am recording this coming out of surgery. So uh, first time for everything in life. And uh, we'll probably end up chatting about this today because this is going to be a healthier episode. You know, we talk about ways to fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. Uh, but today's guest co-host, she might know a few things about health. And uh, let's get a little background on her here. We've got a nurse practitioner. We've got a national speaker, educator, entrepreneur, uh, number one international best-selling author, and health and fitness advocate like myself. We're talking about 42 years as a family nurse practitioner, people, specializing, which I love here, in women's health, and more recently, obviously, health and fitness, uh, thanks to her partnership with her daughter, Kat. You know, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Mimi. Thank you, Scott. I'm thrilled to be here. And let's be clarify you- that. That's Dr. Mimi. So cool. Yeah, that's actually right. A late in life achievement of mine. Yes. So not everybody goes back to school at age 59 to earn their doctoral degree and then get healthy and fit at the same time. I truly tell people one, depending if you're going younger or older, age is only the number, right? It's just a number. It is. And it is. She, ladies and gentlemen, we were literally just joking around before we started the show because uh, she was like, you know, it sounds like you've worn many hats uh, for as young as you are. And I'm like, yes, uh, that's come up a few times on the show. And uh, I, that's why I love that quote, age is truly own, only a number. And if you care like you about health, fitness, education, why not go about and add another doctorate on? So I, love I wanted to get a return on my investment. So I had to get healthy because you don't want to earn your doctoral degree and then die from a heart attack. So I really had to had to fight it out. Well, and I love that, too, because, I mean, I love the fact you're transparent about your age. And you know, again, it's like guys like. Why, 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 are, why do people, maybe you can answer this, Doc, why do people freak out when they hear your 60s? You know, I mean, for some reason, that seems to be a magical decade there. I don't know. I think because a lot of people just give up on themselves by then. I think they just feel like their life is over. Okay. And, and I just see a lot of women that have given up on themselves. That's why I'm so passionate about helping my demographic get healthy and fit. Many of them have tried and tried and tried this and that and this and that, a whole lifetime of trying to get healthy and fit, and they always kind of yo-yo so many just throw in the towel by the time they hit 60s and they're like oh i'm just gonna have to live with this midriff bulge and i usually lift my shirt and say no you don't Hmm. if you want a six-pack you can have a six-pack i got a six-pack would you like a (laughs) six-pack here this is how you get a (laughs) six-pack now now let's be real ladies and gentlemen maybe you don't want a six-pack right but i love what you're pointing out here mimi is that it's set your goals and everything is truly attainable Yes, I, I mean, I'm sure you can help clarify this from a hormonal level. As we age, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge to readapt and kind of reprogram the body. It can be a big challenge. Mm, let's go ahead. Big I challenge. run into it all the time. I mean, I don't know how many of your listeners are listening and they're in their 60s or 50s, but every decade for women can slow our metabolism down. The more we've dieted and yo-yoed, the more our metabolism can be very stubborn. Like my body doesn't tolerate many carbs and they're always right around when I work out. I don't generally eat carbs any other time. And if I told you my total number of carbs, I think it's about 60 grams right now. That's almost nothing. Mm -hmm. And I can still gain weight from that. So working with women, they're used to eating massive amounts of carbs and wondering why they're not losing weight. So it is really challenging when you get older. Well, it's frustrating to me, too, because I kind of hinted that, you know, I just came out of the hospital. You and I chatted about it earlier today to make sure. Yeah, you're looking pretty darn good. I do try, you know. And today, I mean, Man, ladies and gentlemen, transparency. I'm impressed. We're recording this on a Monday, um, and I literally just got discharged. Chest tube was removed Saturday morning, and oh. then I was discharged uh, by Ouch. by, by uh, twelve o'clock Saturday. So, wow! And, and you're talking and walking and wow! Yeah, I'm at my standing desk right now. So, and you're drinking your water. Good job. That's right. Cheers. It's the water challenge. I always say I. I learned to chug water by chugging beer when I was a teenager and then said, hey, I'm not going to reach my goals doing that. I, I don't understand how people don't – there's some people who don't enjoy water. Like they can't it's stand – It's all a mindset. I, Just, I, I'm like, guys, like are you that reprogrammed by all the sugars that have been added into all oh, of your stuff? Yes. That's exactly yes, they the are. So, they are. Yep. Like, I'm a huge advocate for LCHF, low-carb, high-fat. Uh, whether you want to call yes. it keto, ketogenic, Me too. LCHF, low carb, whatever. I just say high protein, 
yeah. high protein. There are so many variants of high protein, but the whole key for most women is they can't deal with many carbs unless they happen to be the thin variant, mm. the naturally thin variant <laughs> without the hunger gene. <laughs> well, I like how you just kind of slipped in there the protein factor, right? Now, is it true? Because uh, obviously you're representing a different uh, demographic than I am. Uh, that uh, aging ladies do benefit from, and probably men too, from a, a proper increase depending on their situation in protein because as you're aging, your your muscles are deteriorating and things of that nature. And I, I should probably clarify this in the question. I'd like you to also clarify from protein versus obviously what protein becomes once it's processed in your body, yes, which is yes, branched chain yes. amino acids. So. Right, right. Yeah, we know those if we're competitive bodybuilders or athletes. But for the average person, I mean, the concept is that a lot of people don't get enough protein. And unfortunately, men and women start losing muscle mass at age 40. Some resources say that it's age 30. We certainly start losing bone mass at age 30. Mm -hmm. So that could even explain why especially women gain weight over time, because if they're not doing resistance training, they're not weightlifting, then they're going to naturally lose muscle mass and that's going to slow their metabolism down. If they keep their intake of food the same, which generally we don't do over time, we generally become less active and eat more. Hmm. Then even if everything stays the same and all they do is not lift weights and just age, they're going to gain weight. Hmm. So a lot of women, that's a revelation to them. And if they are not keeping their protein high, when they're losing weight, they'll lose more muscle than fat. So that's a key component that's missing in a lot of weight loss programs. Now, here, here's something I, over the past couple of years, I've had to, I guess, gain on my knowledge base was there's also a fine line on that, right? So is it not true that obviously overconsumption of protein, and I, again, clarify this word, overconsumption, uh, is uh, actually proteins will get then converted to sugar. Uh, in the digestion process. I learned so, that from a scientist on my show. So Yeah. So if you have excess of any calories, then you're gonna gonna store fat. Yeah. So even so protein you have to look be... at your, even protein, all the macros need to be in the proper total number in calories and then obviously distributed to accomplish your goals. So if you're a weightlifter, you're gonna keep that protein pretty high. If you're an athlete, you're gonna keep that protein pretty high. If you're not and you're just doing minimal exercise, then Maybe you don't need the protein as high, but you still need it higher than normal in order not to lose muscle as you lose weight. And I think that's a huge, huge area of misunderstanding. People just don't have the basic knowledge. Well, I love it because uh, over the past few years, me getting more fat adapted, I have uh, obviously if you study, and I, again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about magazines. When I say study, I mean you properly study and you look into uh, your lifestyle right. choices. Uh, right. There, there's that balance of technically in a ketogenic lifestyle or a keto adapted lifestyle, you are of a higher fat intake versus the protein intake, but they're still two highly essential uh, uh, macros. And oh, absolutely. You have to have some kind of energy source. If you're not taking in carbs, you got to take in fat. So we, they're definitely, you can do one or the other, but you generally can't do both without weight gain. I figured you'll appreciate this. So was it last year? No. Year before last year, when I really started getting even more geeked out about, because I mean, obviously you do the re I do the research and biologically, you know, I learned obviously the human body actually prefers healthy fats as fuel. You know, sugar is a flash in the pan. You know, right. fuel fuels that long burning energy. Spikes our insulin. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I. So I was like, all right, I want to really test this out. So I'm a huge cyclist. That's why I have bike art on the wall. I love that. You know? I love cycling. And I taught spinning for six years years ago, and cool. uh, so I. Uh, buddies of mine were doing it. Uh, hey, man, there's a colon cancer ride coming up. And I've done charity cycling for years for the MS organization and everything else. Great, great, great. And uh, so uh, a metric century is like 60-some miles. And I decided to do the whole thing fat adapted. That was my first time doing an event hmm. with like, okay, that's right. That's right, people. No gels in your jersey pocket that are just yeah, riddled yeah. with sugar. I, I woke up at 6 a.m. I ate my bacon and eggs and my super omelet. And, and then I, I took little vials of olive oil in my jersey. And that's wow. all I consumed besides water uh, and water and salt for electrolytes right, uh, right. on that ride. And How'd that work? It was my first time doing it. Uh -huh. So was I crushing it? Uh, in the beginning, yes. Uh, later in the day, uh, on the, especially on the climb up the mountain, mm -hmm. I was hurting a little bit. But again, I hadn't tested this yet. It's like right, anything right. else. 
I got a buddy of mine criticizing me like, oh, you see that? This lifestyle choice is a bad idea. You can't, you usually crush the hills. I'm like, dude, I'm testing something. Like, I, yeah, exactly. I haven't exactly. fine-tuned it yet. So carbs are very fast acting. So yeah. if you're doing an athletic event, then you're going to get a real quick response. Yeah. So you have a slower energy source if you're just relying on fats. Yeah. So that's probably what you experienced on the hills. Well, the other issue that the, to your brain. point is you'll burn through it too fast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why, you know, general athletes, they're like constantly chugging their carb-laden fluids. Well, look at the average, uh, uh, ha- <laughs> not even marathon route, even the sad part, I see it at 10Ks. I'm like, or even a 5K, you see all these, they have rest stops. I'm like, why do you have a rest stop on a 5K? I don't oh, even yeah. know. But even for me, I wouldn't worry about that. Half marathons, marathons, like the, right. every table, you got your water hydration table. Right. Then you got your Gatorade, which is riddled with sugar. And then the right. next set of tables is your goo packs or whatever because it's sponsored by one of those companies. So so you wonder if people could actually gain weight from uh, all of that in, in one race. Well, and I've, I've met people through the fitness community that I know are regular athletes. I see them on social media. They're constantly doing half marathons. Yep. Uh, what, what really surprises me, I'm really intrigued to hear how you're going to ring on this, is <laughs> I'm really upset with how the triathlete world now looks because of this exact problem. Uh, because triathletes used to epitomize uh, uh, the, the picture of health. And Absolutely. I literally see obese triathletes. What, what's your, Actually, what's your thoughts on that? I've seen that too. Yeah. Probably excess calories. Mm-hmm. And they I mean, can't they figure even... out why. They're doing everything the triathlete magazines are telling them to do. Right. But that's right. marketing. Uh-huh. And it's a problem sometimes when you're not eating real food because real food stays with you. Mm-hmm. There's a whole concept of volumetrics. When you eat real food that has some bulk to it, it's in your digestive system for a while. And that helps with satiety. If you're always just chugging down fluids with your nutrients and macros in them and a quick protein bar, that's not the same as eating protein, real protein, like right. meat or fish. or I mean, it's different. It has a different effect. So maybe they're just burning through too many fast-acting macros and calories as well. I'm guessing oh, that. Let's think about it. Uh, I remember when I started doing endurance training, people were like, oh, you got to get a fuel belt. I was a like, what? A fuel belt? Yeah. Oh, the, the, a fuel the belt. Little, the waistband belts with the little bottles. Waist. Yeah. It's called ad- abdominal adiposity. Right? And it's like, they got the little spots. They actually have a special designated oh. spot for, for the gel packs. Oh, and then you portal. have the bottles. But the bottles, you look at the refueling options, and it's usually some type of energy drink or right. or vitamin or athletic endurance drink, which is riddled with sugar. And then you got right. your gels with sugar. That's why you need your fuel belt because you're, right. fl- you're flashing through that stuff. Exactly. Spike, 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 yeah. hunger, spike. Yeah, and, and that I'm, happens I'm just, I'm just a lot of – Athletic diabetes passing through my head right now. I'm just all I see. Wow, that's so. Well, you know what? It it is a big concern, and that's what happens with healthcare professionals. We see it all the time. They're on the run at work, and they're just grabbing some donut and this and that, all these fast-acting carbs. And shortly, an hour later, they're hungry again. And oh, they totally forgot about breakfast, so they didn't even start their day with protein. And hmm. lunch comes, and lunch they're too busy. They got people in the waiting room, so again, they skip that opportunity for decent nutrition and maybe they just skip food altogether all day long and that slows their metabolism down there's just so much with a busy lifestyle that can go wrong and i see it over and over and over again when i interact with particularly women because they're who i specialize in working with and what i want to show you off here is and by the way (laughs) uh the listeners can't hear it because my microphone's so good but you might be hearing our calvin the coonhound in the background uh, yeah, I hear, I hear a little. Ow, ow, yeah, bark, that's bark, bark. yeah. We've got an English red tacoon hound. I, I, I like. I used to care whether or not he barked or not. Now I don't care because we saved him from cancer right before Thanksgiving. Oh man, uh, I love animals, so it's never going to bother me. <laughs> well, he's he's now. Uh, well, he's still Calvin the Coonhound. I ended up starting an Instagram uh, profile <laughs> for him. Uh, oh, and I got to uh, check him out. Well, it, it's at Calvin the Coonhound. Because oh, very he, cool. he became a tripod to help him save him from cancer. We we oh. had to take one of his front legs off, which was had uh, oh, wow. cancer around his elbow joint. So Oof. it had eaten Oof. away all the uh, cartilage, and he was in pain. Good, Good grief! So you know he's lucky to have you. Seven grand later, so oh, you need veterinary insurance. Uh, my fiance's a vet. Oh, thank God! So I mean, Probably she, she she's a large animal. Otherwise. She's a large animal doctor. But, oh, but we found cool. we found a practice about forty five minutes south on the way to Philly that uh, she went to school with the girls. So they, you know, do the power of your network, right? 
Uh-huh. Yes. So they at least Always. helped us uh, save a little bit. It probably should have been closer to 12. So. Wow. Yeah. Still, that hurts. <laughs> but we don't have kids, and he's our son. So. Oh, that's sweet, Scott. Yeah. But for the video watchers, ladies and gentlemen, I already started screen sharing one of uh, their sites. Uh, it's it's Coach Cat and Doctor Mimi like Doctor with a Dr. But I love right off the bat the banner. You girls rocking some serious uh, professional photo shots there. Uh, <laughs> does your daughter still have the gun show like that? She sure does. I, I got to zoom in on this here. Hold strong on. young woman. Yep, she has guns, and I have better guns now. That was a couple of years ago. I have. I was going to ask you what was the time stamp better on guns. This? So. so I started weightlifting and being really careful with my eating at age 59 and I'm 64 now. So almost five years. You go girl. But wow. I've got good uh, guns now. Much well, better than that. And not. here's the best part. <laughs> I love how people use the quote, oh, it's it's got to be in your genetics, right? So I, I want to see how you're going to respond to that because everybody in my family, unfortunately, is overweight. Our family was not overweight when I was a kid when we grew up on a farm. So uh-huh. I always like to clarify that. And people are like, oh, yes. yeah, you, got, you must have great genetics because I'm, you know, I'm six yes. foot four. Now, right now, according to the hospital, when I got checked out, I'm down to 182. But I usually Whoa. ride between 185 and 195 because I'm more endurance uh, trained. Uh-huh. So, but I have muscle. So, which uh, actually, according to the surgeon, is why I'm in so much pain because they had to cut through chest wall muscles. Muscle, yeah. exactly, versus just bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. like well, all fat, they, bubble wrap. Real yeah. easy to cut through, through bubble wrap. Well, my surgeon, her name, her name was Dr. <laughs> Harrison. You'll appreciate this. <laughs> She referred to, uh, actually, I'm going to connect this to you. She (laughs) referred to a traditional aging patient, you know, and then she gives me the, the, the age range of like, you know, 60 to 65. Right. And she's like, well, traditionally a woman that I was working on doing the same surgery for you as to her 60 to 65, she's like, she'd be jumping around like the next day or two feeling great afterwards because there wasn't as much muscle to cut through. And I was like, oh. Oh, that makes sense until I'm talking to somebody like you and yeah. then you look at photos like Dax. I'm like, eh, you'd probably be in almost as much pain as me because you're pretty fit. So Yeah, I am. Absolutely. But yep, I you work have hard to use on them. those muscles. <laughs> well, let's, let's dive into that. Uh, how often, uh, because obviously I, I definitely want to get into obviously your book, uh, de- you know, Debut a sure. New You, tra- Transforming Your Life at Any Age. My book. There it is. I happen to have a copy right here. So what's and it's up? It's not photoshopped. So do you actually dig into your actual training protocols in that as well? I don't specifically go into detail because every person's different. Thank I you can't for give that. a cookie. I can't give a cookie cutter advice. In fact, we always tell our students, "Look, you're your own science experiment. That's why we need you to record a typical week of eating just." baseline. And then we begin to tweak and figure out, you know, what you're going to respond to. Every single person we work with is different. And I'm, I'm unique. I was my daughter's very first client Ah. and I'm quite the challenge. So I was her first client and she figured me out. Yeah. And here's another great, uh, we both run, we both, Oh, that is good. We both tend toward being overweight. We both can gain weight in a millisecond. And I have obesity and cardiovascular disease and diabetes pretty much in every family member in my family. Oh, wow. My brother just passed from diabetes. And, oh, you know, sorry to hear sad. that. Yeah. He was See, a lean veteran. That, that concerns me. My dad is, uh, you know, 69, 70 years old range, and, and, and he mm-hmm. has type 2 diabetes, and he didn't always. He didn't always mm-hmm. until like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, I, he did listen to some of what I tried coaching him on. Good. And we got him down to just one medication. So he's only on one Great. diabetic is he, thing. Is he good? Is he exercising? No. He All right. he justifies his business life as his exercise. So what's his business life that gives uh, he's him? He's a cattle broker. So, so does he really get cardio? No. Doing that? There's no cardiovascular training in that. So so I'm just yeah. Just clarifying. You, so you listen, know what? You're, you're preaching to the choir. People <laughs> don't change until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, because change is kind of harsh. It is. For a lot of people, it's really, really hard. And I, I was very resistant. Everything my daughter suggested, I was resistant to. She would say, "Mom, you got to weigh your food." Oh God, please don't make me do that. I feel like a diabetic. You've got to record your food. Oh, please don't make me do that. I don't have time for that. You've got to work out. I don't have time for that. I have a million. Assignments. I don't even have time to talk with you. I was really, really resistant. I don't know. She just loved me so much. She kept persisting. Well, let's be real, right? 
your exact quote there. I don't really have time for that. That's a short-term, short-minded statement because we all have time for what we make time for. Oh, absolutely. It, it comes down to prioritization. It is. And it ends up, for most people, being an excuse. Mm -hmm. And that's why often when I post something on Facebook, I'll say hashtag no excuses because excuses rule almost everyone's life. You don't learn how to bust up your excuses, you're going to not be able to accomplish your goals because they're always there. You know, you have about, somehow I just lost you here. Not screen you sharing have, again. I don't think people know that <laughs> from the point at which you make a, a decision to make a healthy choice, how many seconds does it take for your mind to start talking you out of it, Scott? Five. Any idea? Yep, exactly. You're smart. And do you, and do you know uh, what I'm referring to? Huh. What author? I may not know that. Oh, the, the, the best-selling book, The Five-Second Rule? Oh, of course. I love yeah. The Five-Second Rule. That's but, why I yeah. know your answer. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, but it's true. The minute you dawdle on acting on a healthy intention, you're in trouble. Those excuses are going to kick in. And they all seem valid. The, you know, you get a rationale from your brain for every single excuse. Oh, I'm too tired to work out. Well, and your brain will say, you need your rest. You know you need your rest. There's always strong rationale. <laughs> so you, you've got to learn how to be committed to yourself. And, and that's a habit. The well, mental I mean, habits let, are as important as the physical habits. So let, let's be real about that, right? So you're saying, uh, so the photo on the cover of your book is from when? That's from... Couple from years ago? age nine, uh, age sixty two, so two yeah. years ago. But I mean, well, it says I'm sixty three, but I think I was sixty two there. Okay. Well, who cares? Sixty two, sixty three. I was sixty three. I think you're all right. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's rock solid. I mean, for your sixties, you. that's strong Thank work. You. Because Thank you. I tell people all the time, it's not always about the midsection. It's also about the shoulder definition, the triceps, the forearms. Like, it's easily tellable that you can you're conditioned. Thank you. And the beauty of Weightlifting and being conditioned is that it, it tightens skin. I can't even explain the science behind it, but it happens. After women lose weight or men, you often feel like a sharpe with skin hanging all over the place. And if you just keep lifting weights, I didn't believe it, but it tightened your skin. That's what happened with my abdominal situation. I lost 12 inches. I had all this stuff hanging. We but call that in medicine up. a panus, P-A-N-U-S, panus, mm. and that all tightened up. It's P -A -N -U -S, like an 18 year old now. Panis. Panis. Okay. A panis. That's a lower abdominal flap. Oh, well, I've been learning <laughs> that, all kinds of new medical terms that this week. That heavy while. patients have. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Sometimes you have to move the panis out of the way to examine a patient. <laughs> well, you know, and that's, so let's be, I mean, whether you're a male or a female, especially I think more in ladies, that's scary too. I mean, your, your physical appearance, your psychology behind that physical appearance uh, I, I've, I've helped a lot of people with body transformations, uh, especially women, and that does freak them out. And I, it's now, more a than lot scary, of my it's embarrassing. Right. Feel, Thank you. Let's go ahead and cut to the chase. We yeah. feel ashamed. Like, we, well, how did this happen? It just seems like it happens overnight. All of a sudden, we look like we're pregnant. But here's my thing. Like, if you had to have something hanging over your, waist, your, your natural waistline, what would you rather hanging? Uh, excessive fat or the thin skin left behind that just needs time to tighten up because I tell people all the time, like we were not born obese. So your skin right. is a, is a smart organ. If it's you stretchy. keep, if you keep increasing fat mass, it will stretch and hold in. That's an organ. Exactly. Skin keeps your body in. It's yeah. very important. <laughs> so it's like, okay, if you reduce the necessary mass that the skin has to protect, it will tighten up. So. Right. And then when you build muscles, that helps sort of fill it in. Plus, oh, yeah. somehow it magically tightens the skin. Yeah. It's and honestly, thing. I can't even explain it, but it's great. Well, I think a lot of it comes back to, again, we talked about it earlier in the show, is the, the short-term versus long-term mindset, right? Uh, especially here in North America and the U.S. of A. I mean, we have listeners around the world, too. But uh, I love to bust on our own country. You know, we, we have a lot of hashtag first world problems. We want right. everything now. Magic wand, yep. the magic wand. Yep. Yep. So wait. But uh, you know what? You have to be committed to the process. If so, the process ultimately gives you joy, that you're making healthy choices and you're going to feel better about yourself, that's the reward. That's why mindset is so important, right, Scott? Mm -hmm. It isn't the end point. It's the process you eventually have to embrace. I enjoy salads with no dressing. I like the flavor of the ingredients. I don't want to camouflage it with dressing. I'm the same way with protein. I'd rather it's simple, unseasoned. And taste my food. Well, the people biggest wake-up call, I, I love the wake-up people too, is because I, I promote like, in the, in, with the right system, 
you know, boosting your body's ability to naturally detox because your body's already yes. knows how to detox as long as you're healthy enough to detox. Right. But right. when you remove toxic elements out of your life and your body starts healing and cleaning up from that, all of a yes. sudden things taste different and usually better. Totally. Because we're Absolutely. so inundated with sugar, you've numbed your palate. You're right. You're right. And that's even the problem with diet sodas. They are not benign. They're wiring your brain for sweetness, excessive sweetness. I just finally got rid of artificial sweeteners in the past year, hmm. and it was a struggle. It was harder to give up than a lot of other. It's more than cocaine, addiction-wise. Oh, it was terrible. But now I noticed that this water's sweet. How is that possible? But I'm so sensitive to sweet now. The water, maybe the minerals in it, to me, taste sweet. That's I'm drinking tea and coffee without sugar. Never in a million years did I think I'd get to that point. I either drink it black like I did uh, well, my second cup today. My first cup, I drank it fatty. I put a heavy whipping cream in it. So, Right on. Uh, just for a little, I mean, it's not like, it's not like I am just dumping it in there, but no. uh, it's just one of my hacks. It's, it's not always, I do put butter in my coffee too. I'm not, yep. it's not the bulletproof method. Before yep. bulletproof became a brand, it was just called fatty coffee, which actually historically comes from, India, where he learned about it, which was they, they had, they called it fatty tea. They would actually Neat. put grass fed cool. butter in their teas. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Because again, what's 80% of your brain tissue? Healthy fats. Fat. fat tissue. And guess what 75% of it is? Water. Mm-hmm. Nobody realizes that. Yes. Yeah, so when you get you know, brain fog, a lot of times it's because you're probably drink. dehydrated. Exactly. Yep. When you're tired in the afternoon, forget the coffee, drink a couple more glasses of water. It's shocking to me how little water people drink. Oh, the nurses weren't ready for me this week. It was funny. I bet they weren't. I bet I, they were just like, holy moly. I was, we I was in eight days and because they changed staff so much. You're, you're a nurse practitioner. You know. Yeah, uh, I know. It, it was, it, it, you, they rotate their staff. So right. I, I've never been hospitalized. So I just like, listen, every time I got a new person, I'm like, hey, love you guys. You've been great. She's like, do you have any special requests? I'm like, two cups at a time. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, exactly. you guys, you guys unfortunately cups. bring me... I had stainless steel bottles there. They wouldn't refill them because of cross-contamination. Oh, yeah. And they're bringing freaking styrofoam cups of all things. Oh, how horrible. I was like, oh, my God. Little, and then little they keep, styrofoam cups. No, no, these were the big ones. Oh, uh, okay. But they kept chucking them. And I'm like, oh, horrible. Well, can't you just go refill that? Right. She's like, no, so it's think about the waste a hospital produces. It's oh, my God. It's I mean, obscene. Well, and I'm doing two cups around. And right. the Wednesday when we did the lung surgery, uh, I had, uh, after they took the, what, intubated, right? Um, right. They took Good. the breathing tube out. You Dude, said it right. Everything was, I, I'm working on it. I, I learned a lot this week. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they uh, I was so dry and parched and probably from the anesthesia as well. So I was putting down two cups of water probably every hour and they just kept That's them coming. That's great. So. That's beautiful. Okay. That's actually what we want people to do that are on weight loss programs. We, we want them to drink one to two cups an hour. Well, what's your, what's your thing about, because I, I mean, being a former wildland firefighter out west, I learned uh -huh. this years ago, that there is obviously the risk of overhydration. It's very and, rare. And you could. That I, can lead to hypernitremia, but it's really, really rare. Yeah. Your body's usually going to give you a signal beforehand. So yeah, it's usually what we see in athletes that have just gone berserk with water. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we used to, I mean, I, I was a, I was a hotshot. So I was one of the elite wildland firefighters with the oh. forest service out West. So I don't doubt that. We, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we, so we were doing 16 hour shifts on the fire lines. So you're hiking in the mountains. You're just, you don't shower for two weeks. You're just sweating, sweating, sweating. sweating. Like and exactly. so you're just, I, I would actually, because they, again, government funded, so fire camps, you pull into the fire camp to resupply all your vehicles before you head into the remote mountain. And mm -hmm. they just throw cases of water bottles on. And then we have these mm. things called QBs that hold five gallons of water. And then mm -hmm. they would throw on cases of Gatorade. They're like, hey, for every two bottles of water, make sure you hit your Gato. And I, I was not a Gato fan. So I would always water the Gato down because Gatorade is actually modern day Gatorade is full of sugar. And, right, exactly. And I, I went, so whenever my day's off, I would go to the supplement store and I would buy, it was not, um, what's the big vitamin C packet company, Emergency? It wasn't yes. Emergency, it was another version of that, but it had a higher C level and a higher electrolytic value. And it, it, they were powder packets. So my hack was, 
I'd keep cool. it right in my uh, my fireproof shirt pocket. So as mm-hmm. I'm hiking with my chainsaw on my shoulder, I would just take my tooth and tear the packet open, dump the powder in my mouth, grab my bite valve on my camelback, and just suck a bunch of water in and shake it in my mouth and swallow Whoosh. it down. That's crazy. That's commando, all right. I never cramped. <laughs> never cramped. That's great, but you could you could inhale that. <laughs> you know the powder. There was a couple of chokes until you really get it good. You know. I, I'm, sure not, I'm not that cool. You weren't going to say you snorted it. I'm just no, kidding. No. It was a very, uh, I, I'm finishing my book on that. So it's going to be, that'll oh, probably fun. be in my, my nutrition chapter. So fun, fun. Yeah. I figured you'd appreciate that. So I have a great publisher, Trevor Crane, if you need help with the book publishing. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be self publishing actually on Amazon. Yeah, that's Amazon. pretty much what he does. He just oh, helps okay. you kind of do your own thing. It's yeah. all for marketing, really. Self publishing is great. Well, yeah, because a lot of these publishing companies that make you rake things over the coals and not, and then you, you lose what you want. So did you guys oh, self-publish? I work through my publisher, Trevor Trevor Crane. So yeah. it's like self-publishing. We get great prices for the books. And and he made sure that you got what you wanted? Because yes, Because sometimes these, these companies will shift you one way or another. Oh, totally. I have two textbooks through a traditional publisher, and I barely make a few thousand a year on them. It's terrible. Wow. So sad. Well, what was your mission? I mean, obviously on your book, right? And I'm going to go back to screen sharing again for the video watchers, sure. ladies and gentlemen. So sure. we got, you know, debut a new you, transforming your life at any age. And right there, health, confidence, success. So right. there's a lot in this book, but what inspired you to actually write it? Because I, I, lo- I love driving everything off of you know, motivation, inspiration. Sure, absolutely. And I got to know so- that. In a million years, I didn't really think in the most stressful time of my life, I could turn my life around. It was such an improbable journey. My daughter and I, we realized we were onto something. Hmm. And I just became passionate about helping my colleagues, particularly healthcare professionals that are all stressed out, realize they can change their lives in the midst of the chaos. In fact, my own belief is extreme stress requires extreme self-care. So when we're really stressed is when we need to ramp it up. Like I've been really stressed the past month and a half because of my mother being in the hospital and in and out of rehab. What do I do before I, before I go up to see her, I hit the gym, I Mm. hit the gym and then I can kind of be with her and not be frustrated, not be anxious and wishing I was home in the gym. I'm just taking care of myself, eating lean protein, drinking a lot of water when I'm with her and making sure that I'm, I'm just meeting my own needs so that I can meet, meet her needs with joy in my heart. So I'm passionate because I think, a lot of healthcare professionals and women in general are struggling with their weight and don't realize there's a system that could actually work. So this book is a how-to guide. It's a place to start where they can learn about and it's kind of an easy system to changing their eating habits, to changing their exercise program, to manipulate their environment to be successful for them. If you don't change your home environment, your work environment, the people you hang out with, uh, you're really going to be set up. And then a good chunk of it is on mindset because nothing's going to work if your mind is self-sabotaged. I, I, just, I just highlighted that last exactly. checkpoint. Exactly. Attitude, attitude is everything. Mindset is everything. Uh, and certainly a whole chunk too is good reducing your stress and also sleeping well. I just can't overemphasize that for the modern person. Well, and I love this because I refer to uh, diet is a bad four-letter word, right? It is a and terrible four-letter word. I'm constantly word. coaching lifestyle it's like, guys, exactly. I don't need you doing a, a, a crash diet. This is about, you need to take away the good out of everything that you can exactly. adapt in your lifestyle. You want to develop a positive attitude toward what you're eating and diet. That word is just totally depriving. It's like people are on it for a certain time and they're counting down until they lose their weight and then they can go off the diet. And guess what What happens? Yo-yoing. Yep. So we and prepare what's the impact our students. on your hormones? Hello. Exactly. So we teach our students how to self-coach. Uh, so that when they've lost their weight, then they can manipulate their macros and their life so that they can maintain. Well, what I and love that's about a that, big piece. I love this, this self-coaching. Yes, uh, me too. Because I, I've spent years in the coaching world. I, I was a business coach in the professional corporate space. I was a uh, 11 years ski race coach, uh, spinning instructor, cycling coach for six years. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm actually, but you're I, only 41 for God's sakes, right? So they, I've been busy. Uh, You've I, been I, very I'm a, busy. I'm a CFL one CrossFit trainer. Uh, probably your daughter probably wow. used to be, I don't know if she was or wasn't, but, um, uh-huh. the point here is that I tell you all the time, like if I'm working with somebody, even mm-hmm. though I'm a marketing professional, like guys, like I still have this in my life. It's I'm a passionate person. Mm-hmm. I can't always be there. 
So it's right. my responsibility exactly. to give you some of the tricks of the trade, so to speak. But it's like you have to take accountability. And before I work with anybody, it took me years to figure this out, and you'll appreciate this. I say, listen, what is your why? Your why has to be so strong, so powerful, so bulletproof that exactly. when you're having a bad day when I'm not around, you can kick your own ass. What's your exactly. thoughts on that? I agree with that. You need to dedicate yourself to yourself. And so many times, especially women are very negative about themselves. They've been raised to hear all these negative messages and they say those messages to themselves when they don't see the scale change in a week and they've done everything right. They want to throw in the towel and say, I'm a failure. Well, guess mm. what? That is not the way to be able to achieve your goals long term. You have to be gentle and kind to yourself and say something like, but I didn't move my scale, but I, I lived a healthy lifestyle for the whole week. And that unto itself feels great. F the scale, oh, as my you. daughter would say. Oh, She's I, writing I, a book called F the Scale. <laughs> I, love, I love your daughter already because I, I, was She's working, awesome. I was working with a good friend of mine over the holiday season. And I said, listen, I don't normally work with close friends because it never goes well. Right. Um, but, you know, she's, she's in her 50s now. Uh, she's, I, I like to call it, uh, thanks to another influencer, uh, metabolically broken. She's a little, she needs to reset. She needs it's to a rebuild. a good way to put it, actually. Right? And really good way. She was frustrated because she put on in the past five years since menopause, uh, about 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. But she was, she's active. Like she's, she snowboards and she's mm -hmm. in the health and fitness clothing space. And mm -hmm. she's got all this amazing gear but she can't wear it. And she doesn't want to have to go buy all new gear because she knows she's got all this great gear. Right. And right. it's like, you can do this, but exactly. it's going to take some work. So. Right, right. And she needs to learn the system to manage herself for her whole life. Yeah. So we don't give answers immediately. We're very coachy. Mm -hmm. So we will probe and say, what do you think is going on? And what do you think happened last week? And how do you feel about that? And what do you, how do you think you can turn your ship around? And then we still give guidance, but initially it's like getting from the student themselves what they think is going on because that's how you get lasting commitment too. You've got some investment rather than me telling someone what to do. Well, I like that because maybe you want to consider it a, 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 a visit with your therapist or your psychiatrist or what you want to call it. But yes, that's what, they're, right. that's what they all do. They're exactly. helping you get comfortable and then helping you dig through your own BS and right. find your triggers. Right. And obviously people are missing knowledge uh, around the content of what they need to do. So we do have to guide them in terms of that. But initially I think it's very important to ask people kind of what they think. Well, and I do that as a nurse practitioner. I always listen to the patient. I can't even tell you how helpful that is when we're trying to figure out what's wrong with somebody. Yeah, I wanted to share your site too, obviously. M-I-M-I-S-E-C-O-R.com, oh, -E -E ladies and gentlemen. This yes. will all be we, in the show notes, but. Yeah, we interface with each other's websites, but you can get my book there, a signed copy. And if you're a nurse practitioner or a PA or any kind of healthcare professional, you can get one of my two textbooks that just were updated last year. Who oh, writes I was going to ask you, do you update them I wrote three right books away? in one year. I don't recommend it. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, <laughs> oh dear Lord. Go, right. girl. I mean, geez. oh, I don't know. I, it's hard to take care of yourself when, you, when you're that ambitious. <laughs> Actually, let's pause on that. You, we did kind of uh, skip over it a little bit. I didn't want to skip over that. You hinted about stress, uh, rest, recovery. Huge, yes. huge importance because when I was, yes. again, when I used to firefight, I didn't know any better. I'm go, 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 adrenaline junkie guy. Yes. And you can burn out is a quote, burnout. Uh, or yes. as I've learned since, that's what kind of, that lifestyle in 2010 and 2011, you know, because I went from cubicle life to that. Uh, so wow. it, it was a wake up wow. call. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand adrenal fatigue. I don't oh, understand yeah. the power of rest and recovery. So you can be a hard charger, air quotes, all you right. want. But right. the accumulating effects of adrenal fatigue and exhaustion is exponential. What, what, how would you like to talk more about And that? the effects on cortisol. Yes. I mean, if you don't ever interrupt your cortisol levels, which go up in response to stress, you have tonic cortisol levels, and that'll shorten your life. Hmm. It'll potentially increase your risk for illness and shorten your life by weathering the ends of the chromosomes, the telomeres on the ends of chromosomes. Oh, have you yeah. heard of that? Oh, yeah. So the weathering of those telomeres, you don't want to do. You don't want to shorten those chromosomal telomeres because that will shorten your life. My, uh... And- Oh, by the way, an exercising body, our brains are 10 years younger when we exercise, especially if we lift weights. But also the that. side effect of that is that if you are a healthy, fit nut, you also <laughs> have an increased potential of increasing stress in a different way. 
but it's yes. stress on the body. Yes. I, I, I see it in the CrossFit world all the time. People, yeah, s- too people much. say that I take more rest days than I used to. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. because I'm naturally a hard charger anyway. So if my answer to hard charging in my professional life is to go hard charge it in the CrossFit gym five, six days a week, that's not, that's not enough balance of rest and recovery. Too much. It's too much. Yeah. The more extreme the exercise, the more recovery you need for weightlifting. For example, you may need a a rest day from weightlifting every three days. It it depends upon how hard you're working, Mm -hmm. but at least one day a week, you should not be lifting weights. And even with cardio, if you're charging hard on cardio, you should probably be not doing that every seven days a week either. And we recover when we sleep. So I cannot underestimate the importance of good quality sleep. Which is why I just put on my blue blockers. Good job. Yeah. I love love blue blocker glasses. A lot of people (laughs) still have no clue what I'm talking about, but neither did I until two years ago when I had on the famous neurosurgeon, Dr. Jack Cruz, who taught me about uh, blue light frequencies and blue light glasses and the impacts on your your sleep. And he's like, listen— uh, and the bright your, screens. Did he yeah. talk about the bright screens? Oh, yeah. How you need to shut all everything screens. down an hour before you go to sleep? Yeah. All screens. All technology gives all off screens. a blue light frequency. Yes. And uh, I switched I need every some bulb of those in this classes house. too. Oh yeah, I switched every bulb in this house back to classic incandescent bulbs. None of that new LED junk. Really? Uh, oh yeah, cool. that gives off the frequency too. Cool. Oh, so. I need to listen to that special that uh, oh, podcast. It, well. The one, well, you're you're a smart cookie. You'll be fine. Uh, episode, I want to hear it though. Episode fifty-one is is Great. way back. He, he is he is so intelligent. It can be a little overwhelming for some. A little people. scary. <laughs> um, well, it's just uh, I think he's improved. He's increased his podcast appearances. So uh-huh. I think those, I think that's improved for him over the years. Good. Um, but in the beginning, I'm like, wow, Doc, like let's let's really try and simplify some of this stuff because you might right. be just overwhelming Because you have people. to create a breadcrumb trail for the average listener. Otherwise, they're like, whoosh. Yeah. I don't know where he's going, but I can't keep up. <laughs> no. Well, I, and literally, before we hop on the podcast, I have to respond to somebody on YouTube because they, <laughs> they just commented on Dr. Jack Cruz was my first video episode. On episode 51, I oh, switched wow. over to audio and video. And somebody just commented on that video saying, hey – I might have missed it in the episode, but how do I find these blue blocker glasses? So yeah, it's see people Great. are like, wait a minute, how do I get that? So, yeah, so how do they get the blue blocker uh, glasses? Well, that, they're actually more common now than ever. I've now, do you I've just now Google had blue blocker glasses. You can. I mean, the ones I'm wearing Ooh. are from Swanick Sleep. Uh, oh, he, he's from the West Coast, but he's originally from Australia. Uh, uh-huh. That's why it's because I guess Swanick is like S W A N W I C K. So Swanic. the cool. the slang for that is Swannies, and right. uh, that's popular in the uh, Australian, I guess, vocabulary. Cool. <laughs> but then I also okay. have like here's another company. No. Um, these are a fifty percent blocker, and okay. you can get them all different colors. This is a different manufacturer. I got them on Amazon, and this was an eye doctor who invented these. And these are called um, well, his company's called I Love. So you can go on Amazon huh. and look at I Love. Those are hot. Yeah. Well, I got blue, and then I got my fiance pink frames. Um, cool. Because she won't wear 100% blockers. They're too oh. ar- they're too orangey. So yeah, the opposite of the blue color spectrum is is orange. So I okay. said, fine, I'll get you the 50%. It's better than nothing. Right. And she has issues. Here's a question. Here's here's a point for you. She has <laughs> issues staying in deep REM sleep. She wakes up uh-huh. around four or five o'clock in the morning. But what she still does to this day is she's a very intelligent girl, doctor of veterinary medicine, doctor of chiropractic. She went to Cornell. She went to UPenn. But she sits there with the TV on, playing her mind exercise games on the iPad. When? Just before she goes to sleep? Oh, yeah. She'll even take the iPad to bed. And I'm like, baby. It's time to slow it down an hour before you go to sleep. Thank you. Slow it down. People yep, interest me. Have this. Bedtime story apps. You can have my daughter uses those bedtime story apps. Told yeah. to you in a very boring voice. A layman's explanation for all the light frequencies, ladies and gentlemen, that you know Doc, Doc and I are chatting about is that the blue light frequency is the same frequency as the sun. So that's why we're we should be I I have blackout drapes in the bedroom. I try and make mm-hmm. that bedroom into a tomb. Because mm-hmm. if you want to take this back to the Paleolithic era, mm-hmm. we slept in caves. And you only came out when the sun came up. And then you know, that was the thing. Like, exactly. yeah, you rise at sunset and you, you wind down. Uh, sorry, you wind down at sunset and you rise at sunrise. Like, that's just like going camping. That's basically what, what yeah. you do when you go camping. I love camping. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. So like, think about it. Like, most people don't bring, most people don't bring alarm clock camping unless you're, no. ca- unless you're car camping. You know, they you're just supposed live, to be there on live off the land. Exactly. We should yeah. do that more. And that's what we did when we were firefighting. I, I was always up when the sun was coming up because we camped under the stars in the middle of the woods every night, wow. no tents. So, and Jack and I, Dr. Jack Cruz and I talked about that because he's like, you were probably the healthiest you've ever been, even though you were in such a stressful job. Yes. Um, thank God you guys camped under the stars because you're in the wilderness, the fresh air when it wasn't right. burning and on fire, you know, the fresh air, it's, it's, it's a healthier place to be. It and is. So it is. Yeah. I figured you'd appreciate that little backstory. I like so, that. Yeah. So, I mean, so for, I mean, we're coming towards the end of the show. Sure. We've got, uh, you know, Mimi Secor.com. We've got, uh, your, your joint site with your daughter, coach cat, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get her back on when she's done traveling. Yeah, she's awesome. And she's home. She's home again, but she's a dynamically changing kind of person. She's oh, always really? moving there. So you just got to snag her. She'd be great on an interview. I had to ask though, do you two still work out together? We do. When we're together, awesome. we work out together. Yep. Cool. I have to say it was a big sacrifice for her to teach me how to lift weights and work out with me for a while because now I know how hard that was for her because she was at a totally different level when she was teaching me how to lift. And I was so dependent upon her. It had to be hard. Now I always go in with my own program, my own plan. You know, I rarely work out with people because usually they're not at my own pace. I don't like that unless they are at my pace. And uh, yeah, I just never thought I'd get to that point where I was independent in the gym. You know, I learned that years ago. (laughs) I learned that years ago when I ran my first marathon in 08. Uh, It was a friend of mine. She's like, listen, I know you trained with your buddy, but she's like, once you get out there, you don't know. Like I, I went from no running to doing a marathon. So it's, it was a big wow. lifestyle shift. I don't recommend mm-hmm. that. Please start with five K's, then 10 K's, then half marathons, right, then marathon. <laughs> don't, don't do the Scott method. It's not recommended. Um, <laughs> but she said, like, you don't know until you're out there. And she's like, don't be afraid to run your own race. Don't worry exactly. about anybody else. And so. that's what we teach our, our women. It's just all about them and their journey, not anybody else. And stop comparing yourself to everybody else. And we just really, it floats our boat to work with an individual who has struggled their entire lives and just want to be healthy and fit. And they're totally committed, but they just don't know how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't find, I find it so gratifying to see them change. And then particularly with nurse practitioners, if they can change themselves, there's so much more effective in their clinical practice working with their patients because they're authentic healthy role models and they know what's involved in changing their lives because they're doing it all the time it's profoundly powerful medicine is what i call it well so one thing i wanted to ask you too was obviously you're here on the east coast right yes massachusetts so now are you and your daughter embracing the power of technology and working with people from all different time zones all different time zones. Well so we teach our classes on Zoom. We have closed Facebook groups. I mean, we're doing it all with technology. And I'm meeting students all over the country because I teach somewhere pretty much every week. And oh, I'm, you, you, I'm literally everywhere in the country. Oh, you're actually physically so traveling too? I physically, I physically travel more than my daughter because oh, I speak at conferences on a pretty weekly basis. Have you been – I got to hook you up. Um, by the way, what is your doctorate in? Nurse practitioning. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's what I thought. Yeah. So yeah. Have, have you ever heard of Vinny Tortorich? I have heard of that person. He's a, the famous trainer to the stars out in LA. That was his earlier career. Uh, but he's wow. got, the, he's got a, the very successful Fitness Confidential podcast that his book is called cool. Fitness Confidential. Cool. Um, but he's, he's a good friend of mine. He never just talked to Oh, man. Today. I'd love to be on his show. I, I, well, I mean, his, I'd love to break out of uh, educating healthcare professionals and in more into kind of mainstream. Well, he has a, uh, what does he call him? Anyway, every Friday, his Friday show, he prefers to air a healthy, a health influencer, a health professional. So cool. like, he airs like five shows a week nowadays. He's, wow. he's, he's been crushing podcasts for six years. Wow. Um, his, I mean, his show now, I think averages like a million downloads a month. So he's doing oh, fine. Oh my Lord, have mercy. Yeah, but he... Well, if you help me with that, I'll help you with whatever you need help with. Well, he, he's a great guy, and but he, he says, he's like, listen, just because somebody has doctor in front of their name doesn't mean I'm going to take him. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, he's, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't support chiropractors, and I have friends that are chiropractors that have helped me over the oh, years. So he wow. and I agree to disagree on that. But that's why I thought I'd just throw that in there real quick. Well, you'd probably appreciate that my mission is to help healthcare professionals get healthy. So they're well, you, actual you and healthy him, role models. He, he's a say it how it is kind of guy. 
Uh-huh. I like that. What is he, 57 now? So oh, uh, He's a young buck. Well, we, we've got a movie coming out this year. So cool. I helped him uh, run the crowdfunding for it. And wow. we're going to release the first documentary film called Fat, a documentary. Fantastic. So it's got some big, big influencers in the LCHF world. A lot of doctors are in it. Uh, but no uh-huh. one, no one has released the truth about healthy fats. And right now, documentary films are so viral. Right. We're like, we got to get this out there. They're so viral. That's well, fantastic. He's already finished the movie. Like we literally crowdfunded it. it in the spring of eighteen, and wow. they started filming right away. Uh, cool. And we, he's he finished it weeks ago, and he's like, now he's just looking for a that's, carrier to pick it up. That's so exciting. Very exciting because people are still one of afraid our students of just made a movie. Maybe she could help you find a carrier. Oh. She there just made a movie based on her book. You'd know it if I mentioned it, but I'm not sure I have permission to say who it is. So. We, we can chat off the air. So <laughs> yes, we can. That's, that's what Vinny, Vinny taught me. He's like, just okay. chat off the air. So Cool. Um, Sounds great. Well, listen, you're our guest co-host today, and uh, I, I want to make well, – let's, let's talk some strategy off the air. But I always ask my guest co-hosts uh, to help close the show out with some of your own final words. So yes. if they forgot about all the other – Wonderful knowledge we shared today, how they can follow you and all that stuff. We got that covered in the blog post. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Is there an all-encompassing message you want to leave behind to our listeners? I think the all-encompassing message is never to give up on yourself. Dig deep and be committed and go find help. Healthy people get help. That's why we're so excited about the online programs that we offer. And especially if you're older, don't give up on yourself. And that's why the title of my book is Debut a New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age. And if you're really committed to making change, we can help you. But you've got to be really committed to making change and have, have yourself ready and raring to go and bust up those excuses. I do love that. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do one last screen share here for the video watchers. As she just hinted at the book, Debut a New You, Transforming Your Life in Any Age. And if I can just agree with her in one point, that marathon I hinted at that I ran in 08, at mile <laughs> 18, I got passed by a woman in her 60s trucking, up, trucking along at a speed walk pace. So it gives you an idea how I was not that great of a runner. I love it. And I love age it. is only a number. Exactly. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another Live the Fuel show. Again, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. We definitely did that today. So again, uh, check out the book. Go to her sites. If, if you don't have somebody near you, take advantage of technology that can help you and work with somebody virtually uh, like Mimi or her daughter, Kat. And again, thanks for tuning in. And again, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle, and you too Thank to you, Live the Scott. Fuel. You're awesome. (laughs) You are the fuel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. 